All right, I just started recording. Okay. All right, it just started, so all right, I guess we'll go ahead and get started now. Okay. All right, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? You know, it's Cash Corleone again with another episode of What the Fuck is Wrong, you know? Just chilling here in the, uh, in the I guess you know, I'm in my closet. This is where I record, so. All right. Hey. I like I like being in dark areas when I record anyway. So it's right. it's just something about it. I don't know. It right. Back to when I was back first working in studios before, you know. So, mm-hmm. but um, anyway, you know I got my guest here today. Uh, say your name for me again. I don't want to pronounce it. I'll mispronounce. Elena. Elena. Yeah. And so you're not the only one. It's okay. Nah. Yeah, I'm just. I have a thing about not mispronouncing people's names. It's just. No, it's all right. Elenage, everybody. And how did you come up with that name? <laughs> well, my real name, Elenage is my artist name. My real name is Janelle. Oh. So I just basically just put Janelle backwards. Oh, I was young. that's dope. I was young, so, but it just stuck, so. Hmm, I like that. That's dope. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, tell us, uh, well, I'll give a little backstory. You know, okay. so I met uh, Ella at... A event with um, what was it? Oh, Moss Fest. Yeah. Yes, Moss Fest. Moss Fest. <laughs> and if I'm mistaken, you were there. Were you there Friday or Sunday? I think I met you Sunday. I was there Saturday, actually. Okay, so okay, Saturday. so I met you Sunday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was there. So you were there Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's okay. That's right. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. That was a long weekend, so it, it got confusing. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, they had like five shows that weekend. It's a Ooh. lot of shows. Yeah, a lot of shows. But I was at the December eighth show. Yeah, definitely, I remember. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, that's for QC, and that was that was a that was a good show. That was definitely a good show. That was a good show. That was a good show. Now I'm thinking about it. I think it was Sunday. Was it Sunday? It might have yeah. been Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I remember that day because I took off from work mm-hmm. for it and I had to fly right back Sunday night to get back yeah. to work on Monday. Same. I did a whole vlog, me and um, the producer, who's actually my brother, the producer of my project, Select the EP, which um, that was where I performed some songs from there. We actually took a bus, you guys. We took a Chinese bus, and it took 27 hours, one way, one way. So for the show show Sunday, I had to leave out Friday night. It was just a last minute, very last minute decision to go, because there was a lot of things going on circulating around my birthday, family, the holidays, you know, it's December, so. There's a lot of things circulating, but when we did make the decision, it was like, all right, so we're just going to have to bust it. So we had to bust it. Uh, I understand that. I definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah, because for me, I I think I had, because I didn't get very much sleep Saturday night going into Sunday, because mm-hmm. I lost my keys. And my keys, the keys my, to my car, to my house, keys. everything. It, my flash drive that I keep. Glad you had a lit weekend. Uh, my flash drive that I keep all my music and everything on my go out is on my uh, keys. So just naturally, I handed my keys and I thought I got it back. Ooh, shame on you. I'm glad you learned your lesson. I'm not going to say I hope you learned your lesson. I'm glad you learned your lesson. You don't keep your music on your key. Your music is your key. 
What? <laughs> Man, it was, I was so glad. As soon as I got that Sunday, B Moss was like, Are you looking for these? I was like, Oh, oh thank you. That's good. That's really good. At least he had them. Yeah, definitely. Because I was like, I hope somebody didn't take my keys. Why would somebody take my keys? I'm in Atlanta. No. I was like, my car not even here. That would suck. That would so suck. But there you go. You got it. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, um, I definitely remember you out of one of very few people. I didn't remember. There were a lot of good artists, but very few stood out to me. I remember you definitely and I remember coming up to you after and telling you I liked your music, I liked your performance and I wanted to get some info because I definitely want to follow you and keep in touch because mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, I love R&B singers. Um, I used to, uh, my voice isn't as good as it used to be but I love R&B as a whole, yeah. so it's definitely on. Mm-hmm. When I see somebody I feel like why haven't, why hasn't somebody heard about her yet? Like why isn't she signed to somebody already? I was like, I gotta touch bases with them. I was like, cause like, especially as good as you were doing, I was like, oh, it's about a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I see it. I was like, I'm touching. I believe you. So, thank you. I appreciate it. You definitely have talent as well. You know this. You definitely have talent as well. Everyone who hit the stage, everyone who participated in the showcase and definitely a big 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 I always any chance I get give him a big shout out to BMOS for doing what he's doing with the unsigned artists and independent artists and artists who are just looking for a platform yeah. um, because it was just an amazing show an amazing turnout and everyone supported one another and it was just good it was really good to link and connect with artists to build and grow so thank you I appreciate the compliment <laughs> no problem no problem <laughs> um Tell the people a little more about yourself. Tell the people how you got started, you know, what made you actually get into music and sing. You sing and rap. So I like you I listened to the Thank project you. and everything. I was impressed. I was like, <laughs> Thank you. No, I've been singing pretty much all my life. My story really doesn't as far as starting off with music doesn't differ from a lot of people's stories. Started in church, you know, you hit that note and it's like, okay, I could carry a note. Let me see where this could go. So it's like, all right. And pretty much everyone in my family is musicians. Everyone plays an instrument or sings or does something musically, musically inclined some sort of way. So music has been around me pretty much all my life growing up. So um, a very big inspiration to me is my brother, the one who I mentioned earlier, who produced my project. He pushes me so much and he just really pushes out a lot of the things that I really didn't see for myself. Sorry. Battery was dying. Sorry, um, that a lot of things that I didn't really see for myself at one point because um, I really wasn't taking music as seriously as I'm taking it now because of a lot of different reasons. But he saw something and he really pushed me, like you know. So that's one of the main things that pushes me to keep keep me going. Um, so yeah. And then it's like you find something and you start doing it and then you realize like I really have a love for this, like a really deep love for it not just something that my family does or my church family does or something like that is something that's really you know you get deep into it and you can make it personal go from yeah. there boom i created slick so that was fun right, right. <laughs> i did that you know same here um I wasn't really in the choir, but my granddad was in the choir, my mom was in the choir, so mm-hmm. just being, you know, you know how it is being a part of a black family, or well, my family, 
most uh, Saturday mornings you getting up, they playing music anyway. You clean it, everything on every day basis. Yeah. So yeah. it's just not as music is ingrained. It was ingrained from a young age in my everyday life. It just but even now, I was like, it's just something about it. You can't. You can't get away from it. I can't go two, three days without listening to music. Oh, man, I just don't right. feel right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, anything, you got anything else coming up? You know, any uh, new projects? Are you working on anything different? The main thing that I have coming up off of Slick, the EP, which is available on all platforms, you guys. Um, Slick, the EP. The breakout song from that EP is called Pregame. So pretty much I've just been pushing pregame. Um, radios have been, you know, pushing it and things like that. So I appreciate that as far as, you know, independent artists, times and stuff like that. So the biggest thing that I have coming up is the video shoot for pregame along with doing a remix for pregame featuring some male artists. So I'm excited for that. I'm very, very excited. We're trying to make it, you know, like a big fun situation, but you know, we're in unprecedented times right now so some things are on hold so that's why i'm really excited because i'm like i want to get it out i want to do it but it's like so much is going on you can only have a certain amount of people at one time and i definitely want to you know safety first for everybody so you know just waiting for waiting for everything to get to a point where everybody is 100 percent comfortable to be in like a because it's like i want it to be like a big party type 90s themed like roller oh, skating like a like I want it to be like fun, so okay, I like that. I like I'm, that. I'm excited for that. So that's the things I've been working on. I also have my podcast, which is the One I Love a Podcast. So I do okay. that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I got an episode going up tomorrow, and then a live episode going up on Thursdays, which I do on Facebook. Okay. Um, so just that, pretty much. I also do YouTube with my son. I have a six-year-old son, so that's fun. We have a YouTube channel called Boy Mom, so we do just all types of fun, different things. So the next video coming up is Laser Tag. So all the pins for everything where everybody can follow me, it's available on my social media. So if you guys want to check me out, watch a vlog or laugh or something, like I said, we did the vlog that when we traveled to Atlanta, because I'm not from from Connecticut. So we traveled from Connecticut. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. I'm from Maryland, I understand. <laughs> so we traveled from Connecticut to Atlanta, Georgia on the Greyhound, which was a first and last experience for me. So, you know, I like to have fun. I'm, I'm a fun person. I like to laugh. So everything I do, I, I try to incorporate some sort of humor or comedy in it. Right. I get that. <laughs> what about you? Um, Me, I, I'm working on my project right now. Uh, it's called uh, Late to the Party. Uh, okay. So I'm still working on that a little bit. I got a couple of things I'm just still trying to find soon. Uh, no videos or anything like that right now, but that's the main project I'm working on. Just trying to, uh, how do you say it? Purify exactly what I want to come across. Um, yeah, I want it to. I want to keep it short and simple. I want to keep it about maybe 20, 30 minutes long. Um, my goal is for it to be. Since we're in, you know, not necessarily quarantine, but we're still in these stages, right. and most people aren't really going long distances. So I'm thinking, why not give people something short enough that they're in a car ride? You know, you're not going to be going more than 20, 30 minutes out. 
Right. So it gives you something long enough where you can listen to and give you a vibe that whole way there and you're right. maybe back. So. Right. Yeah, something, something just press play and let it just run right through. Yeah, so. I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, King. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, but other than that, you know, I uh, recently got engaged. Oh, congratulations! So other than that, you know, not much really going on. What's up? Definitely get tired of hearing people ask me when 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 is the wedding? When, like, I'm like, I ain't even engaged that long. Like, but you know, people be excited, people be happy for love. We love love, you know. So that's I'm one of those people that's like, oh, you got engaged with the wedding? That's me. You would be annoying. Like, I would be annoying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. People phone me, oh, when you get engaged? Because they want to come and get drunk on your dime. No. Uh, yeah. They, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure you invite me too. <laughs> It is what it is. No problem. Mm -hmm. Um, That's beautiful. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Especially in these times, you know, there's always silver lining, silver lining, especially it's a lot going on in the world right now. It's a lot of different emotions going on. It's good to see and hear that love is still big. Right. Right. Definitely. That's important. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I definitely can say I wouldn't have made through this pandemic without her. So oh, that's amazing. Say that. That's beautiful. Anyway, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, so we'll go ahead and start off with what the fuck is wrong with Black Twitter. And funny mm-hmm. enough, the first topic I wanted to kind of touch on mm-hmm. is ironic because you're actually a mother as well. So I wanted to talk about how hard it was growing up you know, in a black family, because I've seen a lot of uh, memes and stuff this week, kind of talking about, uh, like, slick, like people talking slick back to their parents and like mm-hmm. something like they really couldn't say, or, you know, your mom would say something smart, like, oh, I brought you into this world, but I'll take you out of it. Oh, um, yeah. Sure. It's, it's just funny, because all, all my life, you know, your parents have always taught you to be strong, smart, um, strong-minded, strong-spoken, yeah. and being yeah. articulate with what you say. But when it comes in a black household, you can't do that with your parents. Oh and, no! <laughs> and I think it's hilarious. I'm like, how do you want me to be this way in the world, but I can't practice that at home? Mm-hmm. I was like, so it just made me think and consider with my own when I do have a family. It's like you know how. How would I raise my kids? Was like, because I'm, I'm very strong-minded. And I'm very sometimes I'm a little too blunt, and it, it, it hurts people's feelings, and they just kind of like, wow. I really wish you hadn't said it, but you said it, so it is what it is. <laughs> but okay. you know, um, it just made me look at things a little differently. Like, wow, okay, you know, I wasn't able to do this, and I wasn't able to do that. Well, why was it that way? What mm-hmm. can I change? What can I do better? Yeah. Right. No, I hear you. I feel like I paid attention to if you're piggybacking off of Lauren Hill's daughter. Did you see her? Okay. So <laughs> this is where I'm at with it. Okay. Dog. <laughs> when I watched the video and she explains a lot of her upbringing and a lot of things that Lauren Hill would do growing up and her as a child. I feel like 
And I immediately, I'm one of those people, I watch a video, and as soon as it hits like a real juicy point, I like go to the comments to see if anybody in the comments <laughs> talk about that juicy point. And shout out to all the people who were raised pretty much the same way, not just black people, but people who grew up with discipline in their home, because everyone was in the comments like, yo, she's just explaining my childhood. And I'm like, pretty much, like, all the stuff, oh, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out, and oh, I'll give you something to cry about. When she said that in the video, I almost fell out, because that is the staple, that is the staple right there. That's when you know you're about to get it. So it's like, you know, for me watching it, I sympathize with her, because obviously if she's traumatized, trauma, you know, trauma is not a thing you don't want to play with. So right. if it affected her mentally, negatively in any way, yeah, I'm gonna sympathize with you. But it was also funny because it's like, this is what I, I grew up on all of these phrases, on all of these terms. And everyone in the comment section pretty much did the same thing. They're saying the same thing. Discipline is big, but it also depends on, you know, how you first of all decide that you want to run your home. You say you don't have kids yet? No, not sure. So it also, it depends on how you want to run your home. You know, you want to put the fear of God in (laughs) <laughs> get the switch <laughs> you want my mom didn't do a switch she did a a two by four because I was I'm a big guy so she was like uh huh she was like uh huh yeah. she so probably had to go me. get the whole tree <laughs> you are a big guy she probably had to go I would have had to get the whole tree sorry to my water flying no but it's it's serious sometimes it's like you know I am I am 80-20 with the discipline beating whooping conversation because I feel like a lot of things that I did if I didn't get a whooping or a beating for those things I would have been in a completely negative situation at this point in my life so it's like you know they do put the fear in you you know but we're living in times now this ain't the 90s or this isn't the 80s you know we in 2020 where kids nowadays will call the cops or they'll try to hit you back or they'll get their friend you know it's, it ain't the same so you definitely see a big a big difference in the the kids who got beaten and the kids who didn't get beaten yeah. I can definitely I can definitely say the same mm-hmm. uh, there's been many a days where I, I thought about who do I really want to do this because I don't want to go home and get my ass whooped. I'm not trying to get a beating right. Like, ooh, do I really feel like, hmm, nah, nah, nah. And you know, mamas have a, a second mind, a second, a second, third eye, a, a second, they just know. So you could go home and try to lie and do whatever. They already got the belt warmed up because they know that you lie. <laughs> yeah, I swear I always thought my mom had ESP or something. I remember one time I was, well, for my 16th birthday, I went to paintball and everything. And then we mm-hmm. came back, we showered, and we went to the mall. And I told my mom, don't worry about it, come picking us up, we'll walk back home. Mm-hmm. And as we were walking back home, me and my two friends, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm kind of thinking in my head, like, mm-hmm. I ain't heard from my mom. She ain't called me, she ain't text me. She's getting ready to pull up. I, I, I give it like five, ten minutes. And I tell my friends this, and they're looking at me like, nah, no, she's not. Surely enough, like five, ten minutes later, she pulls up beside her. She's like, hey, guys. I'm like, see? She was around the corner the whole time. She was waiting for y'all conversations so she could pull up. That's what it was. <laughs> Mama's surprised. That's what we doing. We do that. Hold on, I have to plug my phone into the charger. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I'll pause it. But yeah, you know, I definitely understand.
uh, I get, you know, her talking about what she went through. I was like, you know, you can't be upset with her and you can't be mad that she expressed her point of view of how she was raised. You know, a right. lot of parents, you know, I can say even with mine, uh, sometimes, you know, I've expressed, I was like, well, you know, when you did this as when I was a kid, it affected me like this. I was like, well, I did this because I had to raise you and this and the third. I was like, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that what you you did what you had to do. I get that. I'm older. But at the same right. time, I'm letting you know that this messed me up. <laughs> I right. Like, I was like, so I'm not telling you that I want you to apologize, but I want you to understand if I, when I react this way or the things that I do, Right. those were effects of that. I was like, so all I can do now since I've identified that is work on myself and get better mm-hmm. and, you know, keep growing because, you know, of the the other generation would always say, well, there's, you know, they repeated the same cycle as their parents. I'm like, so I got to stop that. I, was like, I can't do the same things. I can't make those same mistakes. Like, Even though, of course, you're always going to make mistakes. Right. It's just going to happen. There's nothing else you can do about that. But at the same time, you can make a conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm going to be better. Right. So that's why I said it all depends on how you want to, you know, how you want to run your household. I feel like a lot of the lessons that my parents gave me growing up disciplinary helped create the woman that I am today. So it's like, you know, these things, you go through these things, you get that beating, you learn that lesson, and you cry yourself to sleep, and you get up, and then boom, it's a new day, and you got a new lesson in life, and you keep it moving, so, you know, the only thing that I can say that I didn't, you know, I felt really bad for her was when she talked about how her parents would fight, you know, and, you know, she would see certain things, like, as a kid, those things, especially with your parents, that can be very, 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 very traumatizing. Beatings can be traumatizing as well, but you definitely don't want to see the two people who, you know, are the household protectors going at it, because then that that's just a big old sign of discord already. So yeah. yeah. It was a it was a deep video. It was a deep video, but it was some um it was some troops in it. Some real deep black people troops in it. So I could see Laura Hill, you know. Flipping a table, but you know, they say the calmest people are really the ones who are ready to go off at any moment. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that peaceful music and re- reality. She was, she was a you know, twenty four seven. You know, shoot, it's it's a night and day. Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's what I'm yeah. Uh, what did you think about well, I heard something on The Breakfast Club They were talking about how Keisha Cole actually ended up knowing Tupac Before he passed or whatever Okay He told her that Death Row Wasn't a record label for kids And that mm. she could move on And sign with Quincy Jones Because he was getting ready to do the same thing Okay So you know it makes me wonder what made him say that. And, I was like, and at the same time, that's some really good advice to somebody who was so up and coming because mm-hmm. most people, they just kind of go with the flow. They're 
you know, they kind of do what they do. They let it be what it is. If you're young, you're up and coming, they're going to give you maybe small tokens of wisdom, but he was really trying to help her. And, you know, that's something that you don't really see as much nowadays. Right. Now you see it when it comes to maybe small inner circles, but as a whole, not really. Right. And I respect him even more for that. And it's sad that, you know, he didn't actually get the chance to, you know, see her make her career for what it is now. Right, right. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. But when you pay attention to the people who, well, not even the people, because I don't want to say anything bad about the people who were involved with Death Row. Right. But the main person involved in Death Row, (laughs) I wouldn't want, I wouldn't be, I don't know. If I would, if somebody was like, yo, come in this room, so night is right over there, and he want to sign you, and blah, 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 and it's just like, um, <laughs> you know, I seen straight out of Compton. So I seen some things, and that, that wasn't even, you know, or even <laughs> all eyes on me. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of these things, and then the type of person Tupac was, the type of man he was, you know, he was a different breed of a, of a rapper. So it's like, I feel like he definitely looked out because I'm pretty sure with his time being around certain people within that record label or different execs in that label, he's seen some things with some females or he's seen some things with just people that made him uneasy. So if somebody's coming up to him who's already uneasy about this record label or these people, and they come in there like, oh, this is, you know, the label I'm pretty much putting on. No, run, get out while you can, pretty much. Like, and it's like, (laughs) I respect it. Especially for females, especially for females. Like the industry is a very, it's a very dangerous world if you want to be real. Like if you want to be really real about it, like it's a very dangerous world. Some people, who have positions in the industry also have agendas in the industry for your career and your life and maybe even your vagina or your penis. So it's like, you gotta be careful, you know. So I respect him for that. I respect him for that. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that he didn't get to see, you know, her blossom into how she blossomed. It's It's a beautiful thing that he kept her and kept it a hundred. Yeah. Sad to see him go. I ain't really see him go. I was too young to see him go. But yeah, I ain't see him go. I seen him go in the movie, but it wasn't the real <laughs> right. him. It wasn't the real him, but you know, it was still just a traumatic experience. Yeah, definitely. The worst yeah. part about it, he got shot on my birthday. Oh my lord and Taylor. Yeah, like, That's just so I hope you play like I hope you play him on your birthday. Oh, of course. So like I hope your whole next birthday is Tupac thing. Oh, yeah. Come here, go bald, get a bandana, boom, Tupac theme party. Well, I am, a funny thing about it, I actually am kind of thinning in my, my fiance is like, why don't you just cut it all off? I'm like, no. And I, and I was actually kind of thinking today, I was like, what if I cut it all off? I was like, and I have a nose ring and I just took this, the hoop out and just had to stud. I was like, hmm. Hmm. I was like, but I don't know. I was like, I don't know how I like the shape of my head. I don't know. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. Because I'm always contemplating, like, should I cut mine? Should I cut mine? Because I'm just over them. I pretty much had my locks on my life. It looks like you did, too. (laughs) So it's like, after a while, 
you know, they coming out with the weaves and the and the lace fronts that got the, the make the nice little edges and stuff. Like I want that. <laughs> so it's like, let me, let me, I don't know. But I'm like, my head shape, that's my thing. Wow. Did I cut my hair? Should I not cut my hair? I don't know my head shape, so that's a problem. So don't mind any any noise you may hear in the background. I got this knot right here. I'm like, Oof. I don't know if people see it. Covers it. My hair covers it up. I ain't got to worry about that. That's like a. Mm. That's all. Everybody got to. Everybody got something. We covering up. I feel like when my mom was trying to shake my head, she stopped in the back. Was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Stop so, it. Mm. No. If you really want to do it, you know, think about it, contemplate on it. There's, you know, different things you could do. Could hold hold your hair back and see how your head shaped. That's what I do. I put all my hair back. And I'm like, is my head little? Is it big? I know my forehead is huge, but you could do some things, you know, try to see how it'll look. And then boom, walk down the aisle with no locks. I have a big ass head, so I don't know. She will lose her mind, huh? I got a big ass head, so I don't know. It's okay. That means smart. That means Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I'm not the Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron got a big head, but he's smart. And he be he be knowing how to save the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. So pray for him. I, I pray for his mother's. Oof, oh boy, mm. birth to that. Mm. Mm. That's why I'm one and done. Cause my son was like Jimmy Neutron. Junior. That's <laughs> it. I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. That. Well, I understand that. Me, I want my my wife says my I'm sorry, I call her my wife, but my fiance, Go on, claim it, claim it. Go on. Your wife says. She says I'm crazy because I said everything works out correctly. I want six. But <laughs> But I'm, I, I'm I'm good with two, cause I'm an only child, so I, I've always wanted a big family. I've always loved the. <laughs> Not the <laughs> Man, y'all always want all the kids, but you, let the I'm first attraction hit y'all. Y'all will not last ten minutes. Let, y'all, y'all probably wouldn't even make it out the first trimester. Some of y'all, some. Let me not say all of y'all. Some of y'all probably wouldn't make it out the first trimester. Sick. And then if you want them to like grow up together and be close as siblings and stuff, she pretty much gotta have them like within like a year and a half, two years of each other. Ooh, my uterus is bitching. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's see. I'm, I'm going to be 25 now. I'm going to be 25 next month. So okay. Start at 27. Mm-hmm. She'll be, she'll be 24. I'll be 27. So we started at 20. Let's uh, say 26. So we did 26, and then the baby will be about 27. So if we did another one at 30, that'll be you know two. And if we decided to keep going, you know, from there, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm, man. I just. Well, then. That ain't my bill, so y'all go on and do what y'all want to do. You know, I'll be happy for y'all. Um, don't have six baby showers. Don't do that. Oh no. Don't do that. Okay. People, I feel like baby showers should stop after the after the third kid. You better than me. I say after two. 
after the third no because you know what if some people have two boys and then their third is a girl okay so boom now you have a baby shower for a girl okay so three baby showers you should be able to have at, at least both genders in there you know so that you could do hand-me-downs hand-me-downs is a thing okay people hand-me-downs you know so y'all go on and get busy y'all do what you do <laughs> No, family is beautiful. I grew up in a big family, so I can't even front. I don't know what I would do if I was the only child. I grew up in a big family. I have a lot of siblings, a lot of cousins, so it's like, it's beautiful. I, I really don't know where I would be if I was an only child. I would probably be a lot richer because <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to share things <laughs> with people. But you know, yeah. It taught me how to share in life and how to be considerate of others in life. So y'all go on and have your tribe. And black is king. So. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a lot of cousins, but I don't really. I have uh, I have a younger brother by my dad that I um, I don't really know that well. But then I do have two stepsisters that I'm, but we're not really close. I wasn't raised. <laughs> I didn't, my dad didn't marry their mom, so I was like, I was 18, I was 17, getting ready to turn 18, so I didn't really grow up with them, but, you know, my, my aunts, uh, my mom's younger sisters, sons were always like my little brothers, because I was in the most, and I, I just love the, I just love family being around, I've always, Right. Having family around, even though, of course, we're gonna argue, we're gonna fuss, we're gonna fight, they're gonna get on your nerves. At the end of the day, you know, it's that it's like a camaraderie thing. Like, you know, they right. Because me, I was always the wild kid anyway. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that you know your family is always gonna have your back. And one thing I always said that I wanted to steal, and my kids is no snitching because that's mm. what we had with us. It was like you snitch, you get beat. And it was right. like, how old you are, you little, you small, you snitch, you get beat up. You know, you get your ass for correction. I'm sorry. And it, oh, okay. I was like, we didn't play that. And I was like, it was, it was just. Wait, is it no snitching on each other? Like, oh, if I steal a dollar and you see me steal this dollar, you can't run to daddy and tell him you saw me steal this dollar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, all right. It, how do I say it? All right, yeah. Now, I, the only snitching, the only telling was acceptable if we were getting ready to do something that was going to put the, uh, was going to put ourselves in harm's way, we were going to put the other or somebody else in harm's way, or we knew we were going to really all get in serious trouble if this person did. Right. That was the only acceptable time, but other than that, uh, okay. what are you, what are you telling for us? Yeah. Okay, we outside, we playing, and we into an argument, we start fighting. But you're going back and running to grandma and granddad for this is between us. This ain't this ain't got nothing to do with them. Yeah. It was like you, you need to take yeah. this L. You just took this L. It's okay. Yeah. Come back, and dust yourself off. Hold real quick. And, Hold that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just you gotta have you know, especially man. We may go out and I know it's been times you know people make you may exchange words with family, whatever you know. Just making sure you have each other's back. Right. Feeling that. You know, y'all are a team because me personally, I feel like when I get married, it's gonna be me and my wife. It's not in a bad way, but it's me and my wife versus the kids. I want y'all to feel like <laughs> we're your parents, 
but mm-hmm. you all need to be united because right. if one if one messes up, y'all all gonna get punished. If okay, you know what? The oldest one's like, all right, well, the youngest one's getting ready to do something stupid, but I know if it's not about to be something stupid that's gonna get them hurt, it's just something dumb. I, I can make sure he's all right, we'll get in trouble for it. I want you to think like that because you're solving right. problems before they come about, or you're solving problems as they go. You're, you're results oriented, you're thinking right. that's responsibility, yeah. Especially on the older siblings part and you know, the middle sibling and the younger sibling. It's just responsibility. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we grew up we somebody get in trouble growing up. I could be not even outside playing. I could have been sitting on the couch, watching cartoons, minding my business. But if one person get in trouble, everybody get in trouble. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I wasn't even there, but you know, it's not, mine wasn't as severe as days, but it's like, you know, you're still part of the conversation. You still know what went down. People might be asking you questions. Did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see him throw that rock at her forehead? Did you see her bleed? Like, it'll be like that. But it's like, you know, growing up for me with my siblings, that's pretty much how it was as far as the responsibility thing. Cause I'm the youngest. for I'm the youngest so it's like it was always like all right keep an eye but let me learn some mistakes as well like I put my hand in the stove (laughs) even though they knew that if I put my hand in the stove it would get burnt but I had to know that you know what I'm saying so it's like experiences and responsibility it's a good balance and it's pretty much is mom and dad versus the kids (laughs) because pretty much how it goes but and then don't let them then it'll turn it around so then it'll be you against your wife exactly exactly mm-hmm. so it's fun families are fun big families are fun but you know it's it's lines and rules and responsibilities and accountability you know right. that's that's one thing that you have to have you know you can't <clears throat> sorry you can't let just because the one is a quote-unquote favorite, even though you know they say there's no favorites. Every, I feel like they're gonna have a favorite. I'm the favorite. <laughs> of course, you're the youngest. <laughs> you're supposed to. Be. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the most annoying. <laughs> I'm the loudest. <laughs> but go ahead. No, me. Well, I, I mean, I'm my dad's oldest son, so I mean, naturally. I'm probably his favorite. I know I was my grandmother's favorite because I was the one I was closest to her. I was the one that was always up under her all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grandmas love their grandsons. Uh, me and my grandma were connected to the hip. Was like for I know that's years, right. Years. Everybody said, like, where's your grandson? He ain't seen him in a long time. He's like, oh, well, he moved away. No, he didn't know. <laughs> you let him? You let him go? Like, be like, no, it's all right. It'd be like that, you know. It'd be like that. Yeah, but um, anyway, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Manila world, which uh, I changed out like I don't want to say vanilla because you know white. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say vanilla. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just media, you know, it's going the news and everything. Uh, but what do you think about uh, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is wrong with the Manila world? with Trump trying to ban the postal service. 
I just feel like at this point in his presidency, he's pretty much over it, okay? So he's just saying and doing just a whole bunch of stupid stuff just to try to fill in the spaces, stuff that he actually should be doing. Um, I don't, I don't really even pay him any attention because it's like you know I pay attention to the things that are ultimately you know gonna affect me, my family and stuff like that. But a lot of times I feel like he says and does things just looking for some sort of response from people. And it's like, I'm not even giving it anymore. Every time he said something so far within these years, it's always like a shock factor for people. And people gotta talk about it and people gotta do it. And it's just like, at this point, it's just like, he's just he's just a waste of space. He's a waste of space. I don't even know how he even got elected. I don't know how, I just, I don't even know. And I just don't even know. People are gonna be like, oh, because people voted for him. No, they didn't. I don't know how he got in office. But at the end of the day, it's like, you want to ban, he wants to ban everything. He's like, he's just trying to do everything he's doing is banning. Banning, banning, banning. I'm going to call him David Banner. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that concerns me with it, honestly, is these people who, like, all these people going to lose their jobs. Like, you already got <laughs> so many people out of work. You gonna ban some people from working, and we need the mail. How are people gonna get their bills? Like, I'm worried about my electric bill. Uh, I'm gonna get in my email. My email messes up all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't get the email. You gotta pay that electric bill. You gotta pay, mm-hmm. you know, your mortgage, your car insurance, your whatever. If you get that in the mail, you're not gonna get that now. Yeah. So now it'll be like phone alerts. I feel like a lot of things regarding paper is about to be eliminated from the world. A lot of things involving paper. When we talk about money, we talk about mail, we talk about a lot of things, but it's just like they all pretty much kind of tie into paper. Right. It's just like at the end of the day, it's like something about to happen that's about to be mad digital. So Yes, coin shortages all over the place. It starts with money. It's going to start with money, and then slowly but surely, it's going to be something else, something else, something else, something else. Strip us of a lot of different things and necessities, like how you were saying. These are jobs. These are jobs. When when you see movies back in the day of people losing their jobs and then machines coming in and taking over, this is what's been happening. Not even what's about to happen. What's been happening? But it's about to happen on such a larger scale now because the world is pretty much in shambles. We're trying to rebuild ourselves. We're trying to get ourselves back up to where we were at. And it's just like the economy is, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't wanna get too political. I don't wanna get too political. But it's a scary situation when you think about what the possibilities could be. So it's a very important time now for people to educate themselves on a lot of different things, on a lot of different things as far as the world, food, clothing, a lot of different things. Just pay attention and know how to do things for yourself because it's going to come a time where everything is pretty much going to stop. Or a lot of the major things and luxuries that we have as a country that other countries don't have is going to come to a halt. So, you know. And then what else made me a little worried is, all right, what about these people, if you ban the postal service, what about people who retired from them? 
So they're going to lose their pensions? There's 75, 80-year-old people out here who can't work. Are you going to tell them, are they going to start working again? They can't work, and then the pensions or the Social Security that they have now, a good vast majority of them, they only have enough to pay their bills, and that's it. You know, these things have always been a question. We're in, a, we're in the middle of a whole pandemic when the world was shut down and people couldn't go to work or people were getting laid off or getting fired and things like that. This is where a lot of the conversations should have been happening on a broader scale. Right. Because 2020 is going to affect the world for a good amount of time after this year. So it's like, these conversations need to be had. We need to, let's go back to fireside chats when the Great Depression happened. You said Teddy Roosevelt. Fire, let's get some, you know, something that's motivating right. for people to have some sort of hope for the future. Because right now, ain't no hope. There's hope for entrepreneurs. Definitely. The rest of this decade, this is the start of a whole new decade. The rest of this decade is looking and smelling and feeling like a whole bunch of new millionaires and billionaires and a lot of them black and I ain't mad at it but you know some people take advantage of this yeah definitely you know yeah. Um, entrepreneurs I definitely can see it it's a lot of even like tech you know fashion people doing uh, you know podcasting people putting out more music because they can't go anywhere so you gotta lock in if you can't lock in right now you're doing a little something wrong uh, you right able to, you know god is giving you this time to be able to work on what you need to work on right i was like, i can definitely say for me you know it helped me a little bit because it made me kind of realize i was lacking in some areas and i needed to kind of get one thing done so that way once I got it done I could build upon it versus thinking I could just build and I had nowhere to start. Right. So it's definitely it's definitely a learning lesson that kind of sat me down and kind of made me re- really really look at how I was operating and things that I needed to do differently. Right. Same here. Pretty much, I feel like everyone should have been affected by that, should have been pushed some sort of way to do something different for themselves, especially the people who, during this time, lost their jobs. Right. First of all, that should have been an eye-opener to how disposable you are in, in corporate America, how disposable you are. It's like, okay, you can be, you hear of stories of people being at places for decades. And then this situation happened and they just dropping people like like flies. People done invested 20, 30 years into a company, into a business. And then it's just like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you know, we gotta let you go. And it's just like a lot of that should have sparked uh, something in everybody to be like, okay, I need to make sure that if A doesn't work out, that I have B, C, D, E, F, G, like I have to make sure that I have more than just this one other thing to fall on, you wow. know? So I definitely felt it, it pushed me too. It definitely pushed, it pushed everybody. Right. Whether positively or negatively, it pushed everybody. So. Definitely can get that. Uh, um, but we'll, uh, 
get off that. Um, I have one more thing <laughs> to talk about, but actually now I really don't want to talk about it because I don't. I feel like we've already gotten a little too political. So I don't want to talk about Biden and uh, Camilla, but Camilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only thing I will say is I don't know much about her, but um, a lot of people I hear support her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own research and see if some of the things they say are true. Right. If they are, then I will support. If not, I, I'll, um, I'm not voting for Trump, so I don't know. Probably, right. I'd rather... Vote for Kanye. Oh, oh not, not if if Ye not with Ye saying that Charma, Charlemagne gonna be his Secretary of Defense. I'm just I'm just you know <laughs> I see where it could be a good thing, but I also see where it could be a horrible thing. So it's like you know, yeah. politics is always a thing where it's like it's it's always a fifty fifty or it's very divided. It's always very divided. Um, Kamala Harris, I feel like she has a lot of good standpoints, especially for her being a black female. Um, I feel like she has a lot of good standpoints, but there are some things that have been circulating because you know, the internet is literally undefeated. Take one step forward, the internet can give you three steps back. So it's like some things that I've seen in regards to her as far as, um, prisons and prison reforms and you know people that have been on you know wrongfully locked up behind some things but it's, it's always research it's always research so that's why i don't want to speak too much on it because i have to do my research as well um on her more you you know we got the interviews she had her interview with breakfast club and things like that so it's like you know, we can take that and try to piece some things together, but it always boils down to the actions of the person. Because, you know, always during the the campaign, when all of this is starting, everyone has got everything that you want on a silver platter. Uh-huh. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it, and this is who I'm going to do it with, and this is how we're going to do it, and how fast we're going to do it. And air, air candy or whatever the hell it's called. You know, stuff that sounds good. But it always boils down to your actions. So we'll see what happens when they get in office. Right. And I'm I'm manifesting that because I don't got time for Donald Trump. But then, you know, we never know. So I, I have a theory on what I feel like he's gonna do anyway. I don't feel like I don't feel like even if he gets voted out, he's gonna try to leave. But he already trying to do stuff with stopping stuff. As far as voters and the mail-in ballots and all these different things and bringing in different people to do this different stuff. It's already, it's always just, everybody just pay attention. Like I said, agendas are real. People come with different type of things, you know, presidents included. People who want that seat of power included. So actions speak louder than all the promises that they're saying right now. Wake it up. I feel like making fun of Oh, no, no, no. All right, now can I ask you a question as a man? Can we flip this around? I know you're, mm-hmm. you're questioning me, you're interviewing oh, me, but I, it's, it's the question of, is it the week? It must be the week. Okay, yeah, the week. Okay. 
influencers? Wow. <laughs> so, so, all right, me. Wow. Okay. I like the song. Do you I like, like the, the song? I think it's a bop. I think if everything wasn't shut down right now, it, it would still be number one. I feel mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with the song. Mm-hmm. You know, people have said so much for worse. Now, how do you feel about the director? I don't know if you've seen that the director of that video mm-hmm. came out and was saying like, people saying that this is art, this is not art. This is just basically saying that it's straight trash. And in all his years of doing videos, this pretty much is like the most embarrassing video. What? The director of the video. Wow. Now, I don't know how real it is because I've seen it on Insta. So, you know, people, they can make, but I did see it and I did see, you know, it had a good amount of, of um, attention going around it. So, that's true. And him as a white man, he's a white man or whatever he is. He ain't, wow. But that's true, man. I'm just like, me personally, this is going to sound kind of rude, but dude, shut up. You, you got paid for it. Yeah, and that's what everyone was saying. And that's what I said in the comments, okay? You accepted the check, okay? Exactly. And the bottom of the check where it says memo or for, I'm pretty sure on the line they put wow. So you know what that check was for. So when you exactly. took that check and it said for wow, and you went and you cashed it, you ain't had no problem with wow. No, you ain't had no problem with it. People have mixed reviews about it. Um, like I said, I do the podcast on Thursdays, which is a live podcast that I do on, um, on Facebook. Yeah. So this past Thursday, that was also a question that was brought up. Right. And it's 50-50. Some people are, they love it. It's beautiful. It's art. It's confidence. It's, it's everything. It's sexiness embodied. It's everything. Right. Some people are like, it's degrading. It's trash. It's intolerable. It's poisoning the minds of our youth and it's not really leading the generation to a good place. So in the sense of that, do you feel like the people who speak negatively about the video have a point as far as celebrities being role models, okay? And then also the generation going in the way that it's going. The over-sexualized, hyped up. Well, I feel like Yes, celebrities are role models, but at the same time, you speak about who you are. I'm gonna talk about what's what environment I'm in, what I'm doing. If I'm if I'm in the studio 24-7, I'm smoking, I'm drinking, I got women around, I'm spending buku money on whatever I want, I'm taking private jets to Paris and mm-hmm. whatever. I'm gonna talk about it. If I'm right. sitting at my house and I'm I got a nine to five and I'm just hustling, trying to make sure I can get money to pay my rent. I'm going to talk about that. You talk about what you know. You're going to talk about how you're going to talk about yourself and what you want to talk about. So I feel like they they didn't do anything wrong. They want to talk about they, they punani. By all means, it's yours. Talk about it. I mean, I feel like a lot of the songs we listened to back in the day were just as bad, if not worse. Like me and my wife were just talking about it the other day. It's like, I don't know if you remember the Whisper song. Um, your your vocal went out, your audio went out. 
Exactly. Okay. Who ain't love that song? And I think I was in what, like eighth grade when that song came out, or ninth? I was, I was little. I was young, but I knew all them words. Exactly. I was like, and that song itself was just as dirty, if not dirtier than that. Like, come on now. And from a male standpoint. Exactly. From a male standpoint. Now, do you feel like there are double standards in the music industry when it comes to women and men? Or do you feel like that those standards are being broken down now because women are still, we're doing what we want to do. And we're talking about pussy and stuff, even though no one want to hear. Well, a lot of people don't want to hear. We still talking about it. Um, I feel like it's 50-50. I feel like it is changing, but at the same time, there is still a double standard because they feel like women should shouldn't necessarily talk that way as much, but sex sells. Boom! Because what, what are we supposed to just do? Be in the kitchen making sandwiches? Right, nobody wants to do that. And cleaning up after the Super No! Exactly. We are twerking and talking about it. 2020 going forward. That's it. If anybody don't like it, don't watch it. That's the beautiful thing about the music industry. Genres is a thing for a reason. If this ain't your genre, then go on over to Star 99.9 and get it popping. But like, you know, don't make, don't, don't call other people out. A lot of it is, is they're getting a lot of backlash, but then the backlash is ultimately pushing them even more. So if people are mad, y'all need to understand talking about it ain't doing nothing but benefiting them more. I think they just mad because all their punanis is dry. That's all. Pretty much. Now, a big thing that the black culture was upset about, as far as the video goes, Kylie. Kylie being in the video. Do we have a right to be upset? Should we be upset? And why? Um, now, I'm going to take it from her from what she said. I don't feel like we should have really been. I mean, I get it. It was like, why you have to put one of the, the Jenners in it? But at the same time, they were kind of hanging out at the, around that time. And from what Cardi said, their video had a budget and she was what they could afford. So it's not like she just picked her just because she wanted her. Nah, there was like a lot of other people were more expensive and they had a set budget and a set amount of time they were trying to do everything. Oh, okay. I mean, they got people that understand you know, you ain't always gonna get exactly what you want. I'm pretty sure if they could have gotten the city girls to do it, they would have done it. But right. city girls, I mean, they just came out with what pussy talk. It was like they they probably weren't talking enough money for them. So right, you know. So that that's that's the big thing. I don't know. I'm I'm fifty fifty when it comes to that. Only because I feel like the Kardashians and Jenners can and have been culture vultures. And they benefit a lot off of the black yeah. everything. Okay. So it's like, you know, sometimes you do want to see other black women doing something big or doing being a part of it other than automatically just running to the, you know, artificial, whatever. Jordan Woods would have been good. You know, a lot of people were saying who they would have rather seen. You know, and that kind of would have been a slap in the face, especially with everything going on with their whole back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, 
they chose who they chose. Like you said, they have a budget. I can't really say too much about it. Um, but yeah, I I don't want to say too much about it. I can't. I got a lot of stuff going on in my head right now. But you know, the video was nice overall. It was a very nice video. It was. I feel like it was art. But at some point in the video, when they were doing, it was the green and the purple scene. Oh. If you've seen it, and they got the things, and the thing is spinning, and oh. like, I, I felt like I was getting hypnotized at one point. And I mentioned this before, and I mentioned this on my podcast, where I felt like when I was watching the video, it was kind of like hypnotizing me. I don't know, it might have just been me. No, I mean. You know, I'm silly. I just, stuff just be happening, taking over my brain, and I don't realize it. Oh. Believe me, you're not the only one. I have a lot. <laughs> I feel like there there are sometimes a lot of hidden messages in these videos. Boom. I was like, so you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, it may have because very very much so. Of course, even though it's a it's a sexy video, I felt like a little more like amped up than normal. I was like, oof. I, felt, yeah, I just felt like twerking. I was like, okay. <laughs> like as soon as the beat start, it's like the beat is catchy. Exactly. The beat is catchy. We know the song. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do you do other than? Uh, then next thing you know, like that one butt cheek start just going, and then you don't know what's happening. Then boom, it's working. Uh, definitely, definitely. It was. It's just at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with the. You know the whole Kardashian thing. They are they do benefit a lot off Black culture. Yes. It just from the time they came up till so even now, it is just ridiculous. And I get it. I mean, they they blend smoothly with us. They they look like they're somewhat Black, even though they're not. So. No, I know. I mean, they got that little tan. They got the little tan, so it's like, uh. But we know that's tan. That ain't no melanin. <laughs> we got no melanin. We know y'all tanning. Even when y'all, even when they tan and they try to look a little mocha or whatever, mm. it's just, it's like, okay. Now it's it's even a thing of like, all right, now you're trying too hard. You know, like you said, they blend with us. You guys are cool. Y'all already done. Y'all y'all there already. Don't get no tans. Don't get no tans now. Unless you naturally tan and you tan how you tan, but don't be true dog. <laughs> but continue. Definitely. I'm out of water. No, but um, I just no, I, I'm just I'm still on the fence. I was like, cause I feel like you know, of course, especially with these times, they could have put somebody up there else out there, cause they had mulatto in the video. They could have in Normani. So they could have put her in that scene, but at the same time, maybe they just I don't know. So I can't I don't know. I can't really say what they were thinking. But although I mean they probably were just thinking aesthetics. That's all. Videos and aesthetics, what is pleasing, what can be, you know. It's you know, it's a lot of different choices that could have happened. But at the end of the day, it's their choices. How did it happen? The video is doing amazing. The song is doing amazing, mm-hmm. regardless of the choices of the people in the video. So, you know, congratulations to them because they also um, made history by being the first female collaboration to 
get a song to go number one. So that's good. So congratulations to them. They had already went gold like two days ago. And, you know, Megan Thee Stallion took a picture with her plaque, which some people were already like, how she got a plaque already? And, but at the end of the day, it's like, just say congratulations. Don't try to wrap your head around it because you're going to be wrapping your head around for a minute. And say congratulations and be happy. And then, you know, that's it. The industry is a machine and it pushes out what it needs to push out to do the numbers that it needs to do in order to get the job done. So, you know, you know. I can definitely tell Megan got some money on hand because them plaques ain't cheap. Them, them plaques are not cheap. Them plaques are not cheap. <laughs> but you know what? They deserve it. Yeah, definitely. The things that Megan Thee Stallion, like, I feel really bad with her situation. And I think that was a lot of the reason why a lot of people were questioning, like, why was Kylie in the video because of the whole situation? Oh, as far as Meg, Tory Lanez, Kylie, the shooting, the, you know, wow. all of that whole situation. So I get that question because I was pretty much questioning it, too. Wow. It was like, okay, this video was obviously taken, obviously shot back in November last year because... You know, the whole situation. Not really November of last year. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a good amount of time ago because of everything that happened. It was like, we hear the story and then the story is developing. Or we don't even hear the story. We hear bits of the story of what happened as far as the shooting with Meg and Tori and Kylie. Then Kylie's name is thrown into the Megs. People are paying attention and realizing Kylie's really showing any sympathy or whatever publicly to Megan. You know, when Megan's coming out and doing all these things. And then boom, a video that's doing very very good has this girl and not even just like a, a quick shot like the music stops for her you know what i'm saying and it's just like a lot of people had questions and i think it was pretty much based off of that probably so probably so so i don't know but as a man you know because men are like uh-uh not my girl my girl couldn't she would never she would never do you want a wop type of woman <laughs> or a stay in the house and mock type of one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like. I like how you. I like how you, you get know. those though. Because oh. she said in the song, she said, "I don't cook. I don't clean." Do you know how I got this ring? Right. I mean, she weapon. I think she cooking clean a little bit. She's Spanish. Black. <laughs> she cooks a little more now since she's been home. Yeah, you know, but it's lyrics, you know, people taking that a little too serious. It's lyrics, it's fun. Right. But what type of man are, like, do you want? What you whopping or you mopping? Um, or you mixing it up? I'm probably mixing it up. Because, okay, that's good. Um, Lady in the streets and a freaking fan, that's what that means. Exactly, you need to be able to, you know, as a wife, you need to be able to, you know, handle your business out there. But when you come home to me, I want you... Put, uh, say put that thing on me, put that thing. Put that thing. Put that thing. Yeah, if I, need I need you hanging from the chandelier. That's just that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chandeliers are for hanging off of. So <laughs> go on and do it. Ask me, me chandeliers, shower curtains. Shower curtains, shower rods, all of that. If you can grab it and hold on and get a good position and look pretty while you're doing it, because chandeliers be all shining and glistening, you know, I'm going to try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna take a picture, send it to everybody. You know. <laughs> no, ain't nothing wrong with a WAP woman. No, for any males who are are watching this, or males who are saying, you know what, I want a WAP woman. Ain't nothing wrong with a WAP woman. No, it's not. Okay. There ain't nothing wrong with a mashup. You know, you want to put mashup. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
Definitely. You know, don't nobody want no dry relationship. At all. No. No dry marriage. No dry bed. No dry condoms. Don't nobody want that. Nobody. You know, it's not. You want to be able to, especially you in the act. You want to be able to enjoy it. You don't want to be blah. Like you yeah. Passion. You want, you know, fire and desire. You don't want no. Boom. I want the wop. I don't want the. This, this what I'm saying. You want the wop to make you go get the mop. Exactly. I need the wop so good it makes me get up and cook breakfast for her, and it's two o'clock you know in the afternoon. What I'm like, baby, you want a sandwich? Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you a sandwich, okay? I'm gonna make you a sandwich. Yeah, it sure do sound like a lot of that is about to happen. Females are taking their power and their confidence and they, their self-respects and, you know, y'all falling in line. Some of y'all, just some of y'all. I mean, as I feel like we should, women, women get the, the brunt of the load. You know, a lot of women, men don't want to admit it, even though, yes, y'all are catered to at the same time y'all are the ones who be taken advantage of the most and it's not fair to y'all because we're stronger no there's no y'all are nine times out of ten uh, twice as smart as us y'all just have to work past them looking at your face and that's the worst part about it it's like you know i'm one of the guys that funny enough i want a daughter i said and i I want I want to show her listen. You know what? You can you you are going to be this way, but at the same time, you can still be strong and you don't have right. to settle. And you don't you can I you know I'm not gonna necessarily like her singing the wop or whatever. At the end of the day, when she gets married or whoever she's gonna be with, she's gonna be that. She's oh. it, it is what it is. You can't stop that. As a, at the same time, you show her how to take care of her baby. Right. And that's the big part about it. And that was, you know, what I was mentioning, because a lot of people talked about the role models and how celebrities need to be conscious of what it is that they're putting out as far as videos and lyrics because of the kids that are watching them or the kids that are growing up in the generation who might emulate what it is that they're doing and things like that. A lot of it, your child's turnout depends on you as a parent mm -hmm. so like how you were saying you know you know when eventually when she goes grows up she basically she's gonna do her own thing mm -hmm. but the only thing that you can do as a parent is to prepare them and to try to just make sure that they're out there taking all type of safety precautions yeah. for whatever it is that they may choose that they want to do you know parents we cannot control them celebrities can't control them celebrities can't do anything you know the influence may be there but overall the decision is on that person so you be there you an active parent you raise them up right you teach them right you teach them how okay yeah you know you can do this and do that or whatever whatever just make sure it's like this so then next thing you know when they go out into the world they ready and they equipped knowledge wise and probably product wise what, what that tells me is a lot of these people feel like, oh, well, it's going to influence the kids. You don't have faith in your child, that your child don't know right from wrong. They don't right. know. That means you ain't teach them. Exactly. If you don't have faith in your child knowing right from wrong, that means you did not teach them. Exactly. And that's your fault. It ain't Cardi B's or Megan Thee Stallion's. So, you know, that's where that comes from if we tie it into the conversation. It's like celebrities are role models, but celebrities do not raise your kids. 
They don't raise your kids. You raise your kids. So it's like, you know, when people talk about what they should have do or should have did or should have said or how controversial the song is, it's like, yeah, let them live as artists. They're artists. And you go be a mama or a daddy to your child. You know? So that was just a big question. You know, I had to ask you a man, you're engaged. You know, so it's like, you know, we have to ask this question because there's so many men now all of a sudden who don't like whack or whack, whack, whatever way you say it. And I'm just confused. I need to, I need to go out the room because I need to find them. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Some men are like, ugh, ugh, ugh. But let you come across a web. Boy, that changed that whole life. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, that was my question. Those are my questions for you. I just had to ask. Um, I definitely understand that, and I appreciate that. Uh, if you got any more questions, you are more than willing to, more than willing to ask. I don't, this is free flowing. I don't. I don't mind. It is. Well, I started screen recording because I wanted to put something up for my podcast page. So, you know, basically, you know, we talked about my projects and stuff like that. And I wasn't screen recording at the time. But now I want to talk about your projects, your music, where people can find you if they want to follow you, listen to your music and things like that. Plug in time. Um, well, now I'm on Spotify, Spinrilla, you know, uh, SoundCloud. Um, right now, my project is getting ready to come out soon. Uh, probably the next couple of months. It's going to be called Late to the Party. Nice. You know, it's, it's a nice little vibe. You know, not, nothing too too crazy. You know, it's some good writing music right now because, you know, you ain't going out and partying. My original thought process is I wanted to be a party type EP. So something, all the songs are kind of upbeat, get you going partying. But that's not the kind of environment everybody's in right now. I wanted to kind of adapt to that factor, you know, just kind of giving people what what they need, but at the same time what they want as well. So, yeah. Mostly, I've just been working on my podcast. Uh, right now, I definitely got it up and running. Uh, which is this is on Spotify as well. Under what the fuck is wrong? Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I've been running for a little bit now, but I kind of was dragging my feet, and I wanted to originally have somebody to do it with me, but I was like, you know, why? I was like, I'm just dragging my feet. Let me go ahead and get it started myself. And yeah, and then grow down the line. Exactly. The bigger and bigger it gets, you're going to need more people. So they'll come. It's going to come. Right, exactly. It's going to come. Um, but no, just working on that, you know. Uh, you know, doing my interview with you right now. Then I got one with Lucy Blues coming up soon. Uh, oh. Then I got one with this guy. His name is Jarrell Lopez. He's, um... Okay. Funny enough, he actually used to be a... Uh, an audio engineer under White Clef's label. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I, um, funny enough, when I was living in Tennessee for a while, I ended up bumping into him. We were looking up studios, trying to get started, and he's the person who kind of, you know, mentored me a little bit, showed me different things, helped me really uh, just kind of learn what I wanted to go direction-wise musically. And, uh, you know, just want to kind of pay homage to him because he's he's doing a nice little bit of things in uh, you know Tennessee right now. 
okay. his own studio. He's doing uh, a few things with uh, Austin P University as well as you know his kids, and I just think it's amazing. You know, he's That's good. he's helping out a lot, and he's you know really inspiring people. I was like, and I, I like it. I was like, you know, if it wasn't for him. You know, the first time I went to the studio, I was nervous. And I was just like, am I really going to do this? Am I just going to play around with it? He was like, nah. I was like, I like it. You came in here. You was on a mission. You know what you wanted to do. You just stay to it. I like you. Awesome. Like mm. You went about everything. And right. I'm like, hmm. I like that. Uh, I just kept coming back. And coincidentally enough, he's the actual person who gave me my... Um, my audio software. And he ended up blessing me with the audio software. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and if it wasn't for him, you don't, you know, stuff ain't cheap. Right. As if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't still be recording right now. Either because it was for a minute, I had nowhere to go. I had no uh, place for that. You're fine. So it was, it was difficult for me. You know, it was. So I guess um, I'll go into my what the fuck is wrong with me. Um, let's see. What has been going on this week with me? Uh, honestly, uh, once again, not much is going on with me. Uh, of course, I'm always hustling. I say I got four jobs because I, I have two jobs regularly. Then I got my podcast and I got my music. Other so okay. I need to step my game up because I'm too behind uh, Kevin Gates and I need to get there. It's all right. It's coming. You coming? You it's gonna coming, catch it? It's coming. I'm gonna be like Steve Harvey. I'm gonna have like eight jobs. And he's like, I know that's right. Like, he, <laughs> like well, I don't ever see him. He always working. Always working. He don't sleep. Nope. What? Man. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, you know, I gotta hustle now. Cause if I don't hustle now, damn, I damn sure don't wanna hustle in forty. I know that's right. And you can't hustle when you got six kids running around the house. You got to be there to help. <laughs> you got to be there. Can't have 14 jobs. So, especially if they're going to be like me and they don't have my mouth. Ooh, yes, I got to be there. I got to be there. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to pay close attention because I, was I wasn't bad. I was just mischievous. I was sneaky. Mm. <laughs> so I'm definitely watching. Like, ooh, I see you. I, I'm watching. <laughs> watching. Yeah, yeah, that's how I am with my son. Certain stuff he be doing. I I put stuff just to see if he gonna be sneaky. Mm. I'm like, let me see what I'm dealing with because I know how I was as a kid. Right. So let me see what I'm dealing with. He don't give me as many problems as I give to my parents. Thank God, thankfully. Um, but he's only six, so. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You'd be surprised. Some of these kids, man. Just be glad you have a, a, a mild mannered and well mannered child. You know, a lot of people... he not. He ratchet. He ratchet. <laughs> he ratchet. He ratchet. He ratchet. But he, you know, he know when I get serious. He know when I put the voice on. He know when to turn it around. And do it right. But no, well, no, he ratchet. That boy. He learned how to do a flip, and that's all he do. Just wake up flipping, breaking stuff, flipping. Just get him. Just, but I love him. That's my baby. <laughs> he he ratchet to you, but at least he's he's mannered and he's uh, 
polite out in public. Yeah, out in public. Yeah. Till we get to the grocery store. But that's my fault. <laughs> that's my fault. I love running around the grocery store, getting on the cart. Like, I'll be out. So that's me. That's that's my fault. Y'all can see all the fun on Boy Mom. If you subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Boy Mom. It's so, we have fun. It's my son, but it's my best friend. Oh, definitely. I definitely understand that. Yeah, you know. Best friend, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what so you talked about what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. Now what the fuck are you going to do to not be in that wrong no more? You ever had anybody ask you that question? Like oh. a backfire? <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do to change the scenarios you need to change that you talked about during your what is wrong with me? Um. Well, you know, I'm in therapy right now, so I. I do believe a lot in mental health and working on myself. So yes, I, I, it's essential. It's, it's it's very essential because um, yes, mental health issues that run in my family. So you know, I'm just very cautious of that, and I want to make sure. Even if I don't have it, I want to know the symptoms and the the you know the triggers or whatever, so that way. If my kids have it or somebody else right. have it, I know how to move accordingly and I know what to do because I've had my bouts of depression. I still deal with my anxiety. You know, I'm, even though I, I may seem most times like a relaxed, chill guy, I'm on go-mo all the time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, my anger hasn't always been the best. That's one thing I've worked on over the last mm -hmm. Me too. So, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my wife gets on me all the time. I'm zero to 100, like real, real quick. So Ooh. I have to be, I just, you know, especially in these times, it's not necessary. And you have to, I don't want to put myself in a situation because of my anger or my, mm -hmm. my attitude. And I don't go home to my family. I don't. You know, I got to be able to make it home to my wife. But God forbid, I'm not gonna, you know, have her out here with six kids and right. So it's that's not <laughs> no, you can't. So, no. But, um, it's a beautiful thing you talk about mental health because a lot of people, especially in the black community, are now realizing how important this is, especially with everything that we've been dealing with. It's bringing up a lot of, and people be like, how are you talking about past trauma of slavery and you weren't even there? But for people who are paying attention with everything, the injustices and equalities, everything that's happened, it's affecting everybody. Right. One way or another, therapy is always 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 seen in the black community as something like oh only white people do that white people do therapy mm -hmm. but if we started doing more therapy we could have a lot of healing within ourselves too so yeah. and i talked about that too on one of my podcast episodes you know that's very i think it's a beautiful thing right that's a beautiful thing i do therapy to myself in the shower <laughs> I talk, I, it's like, you have to let stuff out. Sometimes you just have to let stuff out. Wow. So there's nothing wrong. At least you got a plan. So you know what the fuck is wrong with you and you know what the fuck you're doing to fix it. So boom. Right. Well, honestly, <laughs> I came up with uh, with the what the fuck is wrong with me is because um, I always, when making people laugh, cracking jokes, mm -hmm. and, uh, I see humor, you know, black folks, they be like, what in the world is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong? Like, you just, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. you know, sense like what in the world is wrong with you so i was like 
I kind of got to think like, damn, dude, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm. Is something wrong? Like, no. It's like a running joke. But definitely, um, I'm big on whatever issues that I know I can fix, I work on, you know, because that's, that's one thing I had to learn. <clears throat> I had to learn over this past, you know, few months, the things that you cannot control, you got to let them go. Right. Because I'm, I'm very, how you say it? I get. I used to get very frustrated sometimes. Even still now, I'm still working on it. You know, things I can't necessarily fix right away. Okay. Why am I not able to do this right now? This is not right. It's like I should be able to do this, and at the same time, I'm like, but impatient. Yeah. <laughs> impatient. I can be, uh, as as well as being impatient or just how to say it. Um. Well, yeah, no, no, mostly being impatient, yeah. Or just wanting to have that problem resolved and yeah. not even think about it. Or okay, right. I get it. Yeah. That's anybody. That's that's normal. That's human behavior. Right. It's just I have to. I had to learn, you know, that all these things. It's a process. Like even when it came to um, just recently this year, even when it came to you know musically, I was like, you know, why am I not? able to do this, why am I not able to do that? Why am I not to do this? I should be here, here, here. I've been working on it for this long. I had to sit back and realize everything's happening in its own time. You know, it's not about, it's about the finished product, but it's about how you get there. Right. That you take to get there, even if it's, uh, even with me, like, you know, working on my uh, audio engineering, even if it's, you know, buying a couple classes, taking a couple classes. Uh, I do a class a week. I do okay. you know, a 45 minute video every other day. You know, small steps to get me where I want to go. You know, even if it's right. sitting, uh, even if I get off work at 15, 20 minutes, I sit in here and I just talk into my, just to get used to hearing my voice over and over again. It's just small things that you can do to help yourself every day. Right. And that's good. That's a good, like I said, it's a good thing that you know what's wrong with you, even though, you know, nothing's wrong. Well, not my head, you know. I mean, I ain't really all the way there, you know. I like to joke. I'm too silly. Um, but you have a plan and you know what it is that you're doing. And you take the steps. You take the steps to change the situation. So yeah. that's the most important part. Definitely, definitely. Now... What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> like I said, I'm too si- I'm I'm too silly. I don't take anything seriously. Um, I take stuff seriously, but not not a lot of things. Um, sometimes they'll be like, you know, don't laugh. This isn't a laughing matter, and I'll be like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and then just gotta get it together. Gotta come back. So I think that, and that's a thing that pushed some people away. Like, they're like, all right, you're just too retarded. Something's wrong with you. Um, and what else is wrong with me? I'm hungry. <laughs> and when I get when I get hungry, I feel like a lot of humans, when we get hungry, we turn into whoever we turn into. So I can be very moody when I'm hungry. So, yeah. but that's females. I feel like we're just... We eat. We love to eat. Some of us. But uh, what else is? Oh, I have a gap. You know, 
Don't feel bad. Yeah, in society yeah. standards. But you know, I love it. Right. I, I miss mine. I, before I got braces, I had a gap. And my gap, yeah. was, my gap was so big, I could stick a toothpick between it. Oh, I can stick like four in here, bro. I got you beat. Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like those things are what make us us. Boom. And that's it. Once I embraced it and really like took the time to realize, you know what? I'm not ugly because of the gap. That's when I really started. And that was the reason or main reason why I really didn't take music as seriously as I did prior to select the EP and things like that because I was very self-conscious about myself and just like I wasn't, I didn't have the self-confidence that I have now. Took me a minute to get here, but I'm here now and let me tell y'all something, I'm about to be so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) All day. If they ain't hating on you, then you're doing something wrong. Boom, that's it. That's it. And you just keep pushing and you keep doing what you're doing. You look at your situation. I know you were talking about why am I not here? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? The presence is a present. The presence is a present. You can say, oh, why am I not here? But you can also say, well, I'm I'm no longer here. I elevated to where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? We can have a tendency of looking at the glass half empty. Definitely. Because it's what we want. It's what we see. We're bringing it. It's in our mind on a 24-7 basis. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, everything is divine timing. It's all divine timing. And the more you do what you're doing, you're putting yourself in alignment with what it is that you're trying to get. You open up doors, you're meeting people, and you know, next thing you know, it's like, oh, and the Grammy goes too. Exactly. You and not Kevin Gates. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was um, it was hard on me for a little bit because um, right when I moved back um, to Maryland, because I'm originally I'm originally from North Carolina, but at uh, 10, 11 years old, me and my mom moved here to Maryland. Okay. After, like, after a year of college, I had to move into Tennessee. Um, that's that's a long story, but yeah. um, for a few years, and I moved back. But in the process. Nashville. Uh, pretty pretty much close, right there. Big musicians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I end up linking up with this guy who was in industry, supposed to be uh, like manager, uh, executive kind of guy with the uh, trying mm-hmm. And it I, it kind of bothered me for a while because that kind of went left just because we had some some differences or whatever, and I felt like you know well, wow, you know, maybe if I had stuck with that, I could have been further now. But at the same time, I looked at it as, you know what? That was a lesson to teach you that this person wasn't meant to help you get where you wanted to go. And you need need to align yourself with like-minded and and like-spirited people who are not that way. If you feel like, if you feel like that, I was like, so. I just kind of started moving differently, start uh, aligning myself with uh, people who are more so positive. Right. Stuff like that too, so. That's good. And that, that happens, them situations happen. And then, you know, we tend to look back and be like, oh, did I make a mistake? Did I miss an opportunity? Did I, when it's your time, it's not gonna miss you. Right. It's the opportunity that is supposed to bring you to the level that you're gonna go. It's not gonna be a missed opportunity. You put yourself in that, alignment no missed opportunity so you got this 
you got this. I definitely know that you have a gift. You also stuck out. I know you were saying I stuck out, but you know I'm always stuck But you be sticking, you stuck out as well. So it's like, and that's why I didn't have no problem doing this with you and keeping up with you. And you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, you have something too. You also have something outside of the music realm for any empaths who are paying attention or listening or watching this, who can look at him and kind of pick up on something different. You have something outside of the music realm as well. Okay. So it's like, you want to tap into healing, healing energy, healing energy, not just for you, but for other people too. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Not a like psychic or anything like that but you know you pick up on people i've been around you i've said you know not a lot wifey okay um, but at the show at the show at the show everybody <laughs> at the show being around you and seeing how you maneuver how you maneuver with a crowd and how you go you know going around after and you know shaking hands connecting how you have to connect you know you, you, you got something. You got something. Just don't give it up. Don't give it up. Okay. I'm a very social person. I believe when you go to stuff like that, showcases, you, you have two parts of your job. It's the show and then there's the after. Because if you're not networking, you should be at least four people. If there's 50 people in the room, you should be able to get at least 10% of those people's information. That's it. If not more. Me, my goal is always 20 to 30. Because right. I feel like if I'm in a room full of 50 people, I should get at least 15 people's information. So that way, even if I only keep in contact with five of them, I'm making a connection and I'm right. still working. I'm not just sitting around. Right. So that's big. It's always big. Networking is a big part. Networking is a very, very big part before and after the show. Going up to people, I like to be going up to, hey, you guys, how you doing? You look pretty, oh my God, my name is Elinaj, I'm performing, you know, you know, some, you know, but you're often really taking the time to network and shake some hands, you know? I definitely, you on it, you on the move, you on the move, stay, stay working hard. That's all, everybody, anybody, you got a goal or an idea, something you want to bring into fruition, work at it every day, and then boom. Progress is progress, whether you think it's little, big, medium, whatever. A step is a step. Okay. Feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> Feel like I need to pass the collection plate <laughs> for my wife. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay. I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny that you say healing because the funny enough is uh, not to get too deep. Not often, but um, I had someone come to my grandmother's house one day, and I can't remember the lady's name, but my grandmother's big into uh, no church and the ministry. She was an usher for a long time, and mm-hmm. they came in, and of course, you know, you play card. We playing cards, playing spades. Uh, and she just kind of looked at me and she was like, you know what? She's like, God is telling me, he's like, you have the spirit of David in you. Like, mm. I and I was like, huh? What do you mean? She's like, and my grandmother just started looking at me and she just started crying. Aww. I was just like, huh? I was like, what does that mean? He was like, I didn't understand what it means until as I got older. 
And I started, you know, reading more about him. I was like, ooh, some of the things he did, I did too. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, but at the same time, you know, God always said that David was a man after his own heart. And I was like, even though, you know, David kind of strayed and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but he, he still was a man of faith and a man of true greatness. And I was like, so I was right. like, maybe that's what they were saying. Yeah, it's something, it's something, you know, for people who can pick up on people, it's something, it's something. David is a king as well, whole king life, whole king life. And you know what? He had mad kids too, because there's a lot of tribes that came out of David. So, you know what? That's where you get that from. (laughs) So... That's probably, you probably was like, I want six kids. And it was like, you know what? You got a touch of David in you. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> No, but you definitely have something. You definitely have a different type of, of, uh, of you know, vibe and energy about you. You know, so it's, it's a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Everyone has something that people should be able to pick up on. And that means that, you know, it's it's booming. It should be booming for everybody. If you, if I could, if I, be around somebody and I don't pick up on something great about you, I'm leaving. What? That means you dry and all you do is stand in front of the gas station smoking Lucy's. We are not friends. So I'ma leave. <laughs> so you know. It's a good it's a good thing. Yeah. It's besides the music. It could be healing with the music. It could be doing like mantra or something like that, you know, something like that. But it's something. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so keep you know, that and never lose that. Yeah, you know, um, I can definitely say the same about you. You know, the energy you gave when you was on stage, it, it um, uh, most times people, it takes something for me to hear. And I'm like, ooh, hold on. <laughs> like, I'm always listening, but you actually turn my head. I'm like, oh, oh okay, I like this. I'm like, what's this going I was like, Lord, please help me remember my words, because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was like, please let me perform, because this contact that I'm catching, I'm already I'm already on Venus right now, and I don't feel like I'm going to remember my <laughs> It was just like I walked into a big cloud, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful cloud. Yeah. You know. And then afterwards, you know, and then recently as well, I uh, took a dive into your uh, your music and everything. I was like, man, I was like, I'm gonna add some of this stuff on my playlist. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Especially, um, what's that one? No, uh, pre, it is pregame. Pregame. Yeah, yeah. pregame is the one for everybody. Um, demolition. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to show a different, you know, different right. side with them. The demolition was fun. Demolition was fun. Um, yeah, the whole project was fun because I tried to show different. Right. Like it's my first released project, like right. ever, my whole entire life. Like I said, I wasn't taking music seriously, so this was my first released project that I released last Halloween. And what I really wanted to do with that project was just kind of show a little bit of like my versatility, how I can sing, how I can talk, sing. I don't know how to describe that as a, like a sound, but you know what I'm talking about, how to talk, sing, or, or how I, you know, can rap. Just a different, just a project that kind of 
touched on different sounds. Like, you had bars. You had bars. <laughs> like, you oh, know what I'm saying? I got mad real quick. I had to get mad when I was writing that song. When I was writing, was it the way? When I was doing the way? Hey, I was I like, was whoa, I had to stop. I was like, okay. You know, gotta show you, gotta show everybody. Whenever you have talent, show all of them. Right. All of them. Overwhelm everybody. Bombard everybody. Boom. <laughs> so that was my tactic with it. I don't know. It did okay. The tactic was okay. But for some people who, you know, I'm always open to open and honest advice. I can take criticism very well. There were other artists who were reaching me, reaching out to me who were saying, yo, the project is good. The project is dope. Who's your audience though, bro? Like, who is your audience? And I'm like, everybody's my audience. And to me, that makes sense. Yeah. But in the industry, it's like, okay, no, you have to pinpoint who you talking to. <laughs> so then, then you, you, you're overall marketing yourself to that one specific, and then you can branch out to wherever. So, you know, I take the criticism and I took it into consideration, thinking now about the next project, the different sound that I'm trying to do, and ultimately the audience. So, right. you know. That's something, you know, something as well I had to take a uh, concept to, because I did the same, mm -hmm. I released something. Um, I kind of rushed it and I put it out and somebody said the same thing to me and they were like, you know, what are you going for? You know, you got some up-tempo songs and you got a song on here that's kind of... Right. You know, so like a spoken word. Are you <laughs> trying to be deep or are you trying to be... You know, are you trying to be a little thuggish? I'm like, I'm going to try to give a little bit of it all. You know, like, right. Like, but you can't just do that. I'm like... But can I? I'm like, yeah, you're not established. Established people can do that. I'm like, okay, I guess. Right, okay. yeah. To me, it don't make no sense. I feel like, you know, if I want to cross over charts all over the place, I'm crossing over charts all over the place. Country, hip-hop, rap, rock, pop, whatever. Right. So, but building yourself and establishing yourself, that was the conversation. Right. So, so yeah, we had the same conversation. I was like, yeah, I'm listening. But then I still released it. <laughs> like, I'm releasing it. So, you know, you learn from these. And then especially from also going to these shows, seeing how you and other artists perform and interact with the crowd or how you, you know, hype them up or something like that. These are things people can take notes. And then eventually you just start, you just start molding yourself every opportunity when you perform sing rap whatever every opportunity is a learning experience too with a little gem it's not necessarily my actions that always get me in trouble it's my mouth because mm. <laughs> i just that's why I say um, people will be like, oh, well, what in the world is wrong with you? Because I'll say it and they'll look at me like, I know you didn't just say that. Like, I know sometimes you Sometimes I gotta say, it depends on how you say it. It depends on what you're saying. Because sometimes some things need to be said. Hmm. So, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a fire sign. I feel like, uh, I feel like bro. I always got to say something. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm a Virgo and it, sometimes it, it come out well, the way I say it, I should have rephrased it because it comes out wrong. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, but I, I go back. I'm like, but you know, you know what I meant. And they were like, mm-hmm. right. You still hurt my feelings. They come out oh. wrong according to who? <laughs> That's my thing. According to who? Because I feel like I don't sugarcoat nothing. But that's the family I grew up in. We don't shake a cup nothing. We just say people, we just, we speak. You got something to say, something's on your mind, you speak your mind, you say what's on your mind. If not, don't wait until the next day to want to talk about something that happened yesterday. Because, yeah, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm, they sure don't. So, you know, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. But I am about to start my dinner. I don't know if you have any other questions for me. Um, no, I think that's about all. I think that's about all. I'm about to, I got something in the crock pot. I think I'm going to go do the same thing. Okay. I don't know how, I don't know. Well, you in Maryland, right? So you're not too far from Connecticut. So y'all, y'all get, y'all got fall weather too? Because we got fall weather today. We had fall weather yesterday and fall weather today. It's gray and overcast and cloudy and it's windy. It's cold. It feels like September. Um, well, I mean, it's today, it's been kind of a little cool, but for the most part, it's been kind of raining. So, it mm-hmm. same, yeah. So, but it's, it's just today, it's been cool, but um, for the past couple of weeks, it's been hot. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciate this. I'll take this fall weather, turn the ACs off, and frame me $15. I don't got time. Have the ACs on on a daily basis with the summertime? That's the that's the big no. 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 I run the AC all the time. I'm oh, out. Lord. No, that's no, why no. he was talking about that electric bill. <laughs> He's like, I need my electric bill. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I don't, I don't run heat during the winter. I, I, I keep my like, portable heater because I get hot real fast. So I'll just turn that off. I, oh, like, I, I have a thing about keep like I have like five or six blankets. So if you get cold, here go blanket. Oh, I know that's right. Because <laughs> I'm not cold. Well, you better put some socks on. Mm-hmm. Like uh uh-uh. uh. But during the but during the summer, that AC is is running. I'm like uh uh-uh. I'm already hot. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. No, if I don't have to, just like I said, these past few days it's been feeling like fall. If I don't have to, mm-hmm. then I'm good, and I just go from there. What you got in the crock pot? Um, I made some orange chicken and uh, I had some peas with it. Uh, I can't. I want to do carrots, but I can't. My wife is uh, she, she allergic to damn and everything, so I can't. Oh snap! So she got like 13, 14 allergies. So. Aww, it'd be like that. <laughs> it, it'd be like that. I feel like that's where I'm starting to go. It's like the older you get, you start establishing allergies and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like I feel like I'm headed in a direction where it's just about to get bad. Yeah, her poor, poor thing. She, I know she's got an appointment on. Uh, Don't be telling her business. Well, no, I, she's just getting an allergy appointment, allergy checkup. Uh-huh. But uh, it's coming up pretty soon, and uh, that's going to be interesting because you know they do the. Uh, the pricks they the get like pot, the yeah the prickly thing yeah and I'm just like Phew, she's already allergic to so much I'm scared she's gonna go and they gonna find out she's allergic to something else yep like, it's just now imagine my son now my son had to do that same test and as a baby mm-hmm. I could have beat the hell out of all them doctors and all them little needles and all them little things cause you know that thing they hurt yeah. that thing hurt so he was freaking out as a baby I was like oh yeah everybody about to die today but 
turned out to be allergic to dust and then we left. So no one died. <laughs> it was good. But this was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, Thank you so good. much for being open to me also recording for my podcast Ooh. purchases. Even though I came in like, you know, two thirds of the video almost being done, but it's all right. We're gonna work it out. Okay. It's okay because partially I um, I stopped recording so that way you have different stuff than me, than me as well. Oh, okay, perfect. All right, cool. So then it works. Listen, feel free to call me if ever you just need to talk, you know, if ever you just want to just, you know, collaborate ideas or like, yo, you know, I'm thinking about this, blah, 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 blah. just feel free, okay? <laughs>